Hello ladies, welcome to To A Woman's Heart where we uplift, motivate, encourage, and empower women. We are glad that you are joining us on tonight. Make sure you follow us on all of our social media outlets. That is Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Tumblr, and please do subscribe to our YouTube channel. And also, ladies, make sure you ask your questions and leave some comments. Join in on the conversation. You are here to be a part of this sisterhood. All right, we'll be on shortly. Check out the website, toawomansheart.com. Stay tuned. We're coming up next. Well, hello, everybody. Hello, everybody. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of To a Woman's Heart, where we uplift, motivate, encourage, and empower women. Well, if you notice, we won short tonight, so she's not feeling well. So we're going to send some prayers up for some healing for my sister. But we still have some two. We have two other beautiful young ladies who's on the live with us tonight, and that's Tammy. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. Hey, I know hey. last week we was uh, having some serious conversation on last week, uh, and I know last last week was inauguration. Oh, that's right. Last week was inauguration. It was some serious conversations then too, though. It, right, Michelle, baby. <laughs> did she kill it though? Did she fight? <laughs> Michelle Obama did not come to play with y'all. Okay, she came to snatch wigs and take names. You did not say snatch wigs and take names. And take names. <laughs> That's who did. Well, she represented names. She represented well. Uh, she did. She did. Uh, it was a great um, historical moment on last week. Yeah, it's a beautiful thing. But I know week before last, it was a lot of shock for a lot of individuals who watched the live stream when we was talking about sex. But it was a conversation that we needed to have because in our household, sex is not really a conversation that's talked about a lot. And so since we talked about that conversation, I said we was going to dig a little bit uh, deeper. Deeper, 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 deeper. Is there such a thing? Right. There is such a thing because we as women, we have what we call a hidden chest. And in that hidden chest, we lock away a lot of things that nobody, even our closest of friends, don't know. Would you agree? Agree. I would. Okay. So without uh, revealing too much that you don't want, what would be one thing in your hidden chest? that has affected your life and you didn't realize it was still in your hidden chest until later? Hmm. Um, That's a great question. Right, because now you can look, I got to see it, I got to think. What is in my hidden chest that I didn't realize, but it still impacted me today? And I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to, because we had this conversation the other day, we were sitting at the table and we was talking. And so it was me, uh, Nettie and, and Cherie and Denise was on the phone and we was talking about um, when they was younger, their mother screaming, you know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. uh, and they didn't realize the impact that it had on them until later, because mm-hmm. in our lives, we take on things that we learned as a kid 
and we adapted it to our regular lives without realizing that it's affecting us mm-hmm. in certain things that we do. Or okay. showing affection. The other thing was not showing affection. Yeah, so that one too. We were coming up as kids, uh, it's three of us, three girls. My mother and my father never said, I love you. They was never touchy-feely. You know what I'm saying? And so my sister is not a touchy-feely person. And she doesn't say, I love you. Now, me, on the other hand, I am a touchy-feely person. But those kind of things that we learn as we're younger, it rolls over into our adult lives. And it do have impact. Yeah. Yeah, um, I think one of the things that um, I think I thought about, and I didn't know until I went to therapy, um, when I went to uh, therapy with Brian, and I didn't know that um, I had an issue with my dad. I didn't know that, like, like under underneath the surface, that I kind of like, I kind of had an issue with him, and. I didn't, I didn't know that. And sometimes now I still kind of like, I guess, struggle with it, like in my everyday life to a certain degree. Um, I would say that's one hidden thing. And maybe, I think it's maybe because, you know, you grow up, you just like, okay, because most people typically think, you know, you grew up with your dad in the household. So everything is like honky dory, but there are some things that in, in me growing up and seeing other people and how other people have relationships with their father, not to say that my relationship with my dad is bad. I have the most amazing daddy in the whole wide world. Mm-hmm. But I do wish it was some things um, that he would have given me that I don't think that he necessarily gave me. And then in having the conversation with him, because trying to have a conversation with him, that was very hard to do. And if anybody out there who know my daddy he likes to joke all the time. Okay, trying to be serious with him, and sometimes it can be very hard. But I don't. He came from a place where he didn't know. You know what I'm saying? So because he didn't know, he didn't know how to translate it to me. And so in growing up, now I have to be like, okay, well, it's not entirely his fault because he didn't know. Yeah. So that was. I would say that was like one thing, and I still struggle sometimes. Um, with that today, that mm-hmm. I would say for me, that would be one thing. Yeah, yeah. I think what comes to mind for me is just like the power of your words. Mm-hmm. Oh, that 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 me to this day because my mom, although she is a sweetheart, can cut you, baby, with that tongue. <laughs> She could say, and she would not that she would say it to us, but I watched her say things to my dad, and I literally would just watch him like think, you know, she would emasculate him with her words. And so I'm always, I grew up being conscious about my because I know that I inherited that from her. I could say something really, really mean just without even having to formulate it. It's just, and so. That that sticks with me because I'm always really conscious of my response. Okay, so then it, it takes me to so people look at you from the outside and you say you can cut up with your words and um, 
and they see this individual they think that's perfectly put together you know and they expect they don't expect the things that come out of you that comes out of you and neither do they try to figure out the reasons why and i always say when people have a reaction to certain things it's not just because they're reacting to what you're saying but sometimes it triggers other things and, and it takes me to a place like we as women we deep down within we're broken mm. and we're not healed from some things that's why we put so many things in that hidden chest and we don't want nobody to open it and we don't want to open it ourselves because if we open up ourselves that means we have to face those issues yeah. and we don't want to face them issues this is true that's very true it is it is very very true so it's easier just to kind of avoid it deflect right from it yeah. ignore it act as if it doesn't exist this is very very true easy to suppress because i think we know that you know how to suppress it right it's easier to suppress it versus like deal with what what it is you know like y'all events and say you got to call a thing a thing right yeah. it's easier for us not to address said thing because we know addressing that could take you to some places you yeah. just you just don't want to go and facing those type of realities a lot of times you you just I would rather not you know but in order for you I think specifically in being a woman because I think we do carry so much you do have to do the work I mean essentially because at one point in time those things will begin to show up in your life whether you realize it or not they do they really do. And they that's a themselves. I think that I think me facing it or not even really having to face it, but understanding that 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 there is that degree to me. You know, I had to understand it first because I would just be kind of reckless with my responses. It'd be the littlest thing. And I'd be like, I had to think one day, like, I ain't have to say that. That was really yeah. why did I have to say that, you know? <laughs> But really having to face it, like, why why am I like that? And when right. I had the time to put two and two together. So I guess my way of putting in the work is just being conscious of it. Like, it's not necessary. I don't always have to, I don't always have to respond in such a way. But I, it, it's not just in general. I have to be pushed. You got to keep pushing my button. <laughs> but you know what? Some women don't want to, they don't want to open up. And some women don't want to acknowledge whether we want to be honest with ourselves or not. Uh, history does play a part in your present and your future. Absolutely. And if there has been a such thing as you've been abused, whether it's by a boyfriend, a spouse, or a parent or a relative, that is something that we don't talk about. And verbal, what people realize or not, verbal abuse is, to me, is Worse. more damaging than mm -hmm. physical abuse because when you verbally abuse somebody with your words you're playing that mind thing with them and you're starting to really man and control them and the more you use the words and the more you degrade them and demean them who they are as an individual we take on what they say mm -hmm. and it's hard for us to break that when we become adults because it's been ingrained in us so much hence why some women stay in abusive relationships because right. that's all they know right yeah that that's feels true. to them mm -hmm. yeah that is very true 
sad. Sad, but it's true. I think that most of us have trauma in different. Oh, absolutely. And there's all come in all different forms: abandonment, um, abuse, physical abuse, mental abuse, emotional abuse, verbal abuse. Like it comes in many, many different forms. But doing the work is is important. Facing it is important. But the problem, the problem is that hidden chest is still the hidden chest with the lock and the key. We don't want to face. On the website, I did, um, uh, it's called facing, look in the mirror. Do you look in the mirror? Yeah. And it's, it goes from what happened to the little girl. It starts at everything that happened to the little girl. And then when a little girl becomes a teenager, the, the tragic things that happen to the little girl as a little girl, she drags over to a teenager. Now you study compiling. This becomes a build-up thing. And then she takes the little girl, travel to the teenager. The teenager takes the little girl and the teenager and transfer over to adulthood. Which makes us more weighed down because we got all this weight on our back. We don't know how to release it. And then if somebody try to help us or they see that we're struggling with our emotionals and whatever we're doing, we feel like somebody is trying to attack us and then we become defensive. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's very true. Somebody said in the comments, we have to learn how to break the cycles, which is very true. We have to learn how to, you know what I'm saying, not pass that along to our children. And hopefully, you know, they won't pass it along to, to their children. I mean, but you also have to realize, like, when, you know, when to break the cycle. Because some people just, I'm not going to say women, but just people in general, they don't think what they're doing is necessarily mm -hmm. wrong all the time. And so once you figure out that this is toxic, you know, um, then I think at that point we could begin to to break those cycles, but like Auntie Renee referenced earlier, like my mom, she didn't grow up, we didn't grow up saying I love you, so um, it's not that I knew that, I mean, I knew she loved me, even my dad, I knew he loved me, you know, but I made a conscious effort, you know, when I, I found out I was pregnant with Zara, whatever, say, I'm going to tell her I love her all the time, and yeah. I make a conscious effort all the time to tell her that I love her because I don't want her to think, yeah, I know she loves me, but I also want her to hear me say it. I'm also very intentional about how she see me and Brian interact because I also want her to know that you can, I mean, you can have good, healthy relationship and you need to know what good, healthy affection looks like. And it's okay for your dad to hold my hand and it's okay for me to hold his hand. You know what I'm saying? So I don't think that, not to say that my mom and dad didn't, well, I don't really recall them doing it as much. I mean, I I mean, we I knew they were probably affectionate, but yeah. I never seen it like displayed like in front of us until we got like much older. But I want her to be able to say, I you know, I know what affection looks like. I know what love between a man and a woman, you know, I'm you know, looks yeah. like. So that's important too. It is. Let's try to, you know, carry over to them because what we do essentially does roll out to them like my mom and there was a screaming and look now I'm paying for it now I'm my vocal cord my left vocal cord is messed up because that's you know that was just like you get mad for somebody to hear you you got the holler now do I really got the holler probably not right <laughs> you just felt I just feel like I'm getting my point across and it's like 
Yeah, but they really not hearing me anyway, probably. And I'm doing probably more damage than I am doing good. So um, we do have to address those things and break those cycles because they there and they manifest themselves in different ways. So when we talk about breaking the cycle, though, like, like you said a few minutes ago, not everybody knows that there is a cycle to break because they feel like what it is that they're doing is right. Is right. Right. So I think it's important for everybody just to do like a self inventory. If you, if you having issues with people or your relationships for whatever reason, keep ending in the same way. And you're hearing different people say the same thing, you know, different separate people telling you, Hey, you're rude or Hey, you're not listening. Hey, you don't communicate well. Like sometimes I think it's important to sit back and just do a, do inventory on yourself. Maybe there is some truth. And I think that is where it's hard because nobody wants to realize or nobody wants to admit that they have a fault, right? Everybody's like, oh, I'm perfect. I'm doing good. My way is the right way. Right. That's the, that's the hard pill to swallow hard. to realize that you are flawed. <laughs> and it's to other people that you are flawed. Yeah, right. but they're expecting somebody to go along with their wrong. You know what I'm saying? And if we're going to grow as individuals, we have to acknowledge that we're wrong in some areas. I'm stubborn in that area myself. Yeah. You, you know, are. some things I own up to and some things I'd be like, I know they're right, but I'm not going to say they're right, but I know they're right. You know, but you acknowledge it. So that's I, I stand up and validate myself. And, and I'm saying to everybody who's listening, at some point in life, as we evolve and we get older, we have to stamp and validate ourselves. We can't no, no longer continue to put the blame off on somebody else for what we do. Mm-hmm. And that's what we good. We good to redirecting to somebody else because we don't want to hold the bag of blame. Yeah, And we have to take ownership to that. When women get upset, it's like being in a relationship with, with a man. And you know, going into the man, your mama didn't told you, your dad didn't told you, your auntie, your uncle didn't told you, he's no good for you. But because your nose is open and he's feeding you all that good juicy stuff and ain't validating nothing or showing you no proof of what he's doing, you like believing like he's this good man until late on down the line that you realize that they was right, but you would have cussed out everybody in your circle because they they see what you don't want to face up to. But we don't want to acknowledge that part. We make wrong decisions all the time. And we all make decisions. I'm not sitting here saying that I've been perfect all my life. And I made the correct decisions all the time. But what I'm saying is, in life, we have to learn from the things that we go through Mm -hmm. to be better. This is deep. Now, you said deep, but. (laughs) (laughs) But So here's here's another thing that we as women uh we fool ourselves with this expectation. Mm-hmm. So I'm dating this guy and I find out he's married, right? But I'm okay with that. I say that I'm okay with that. I don't want a relationship. I'm cool with the situation the way it is. Now you're fooling yourself. Some of us fool ourselves and thinking that we're okay with that until the physical takes place. And we as women are emotional creatures. Right. Once we get connected emotionally, then some of us expect more 
from the mate, but he, you already knew what you was dealing with over here. So why do we as women put ourselves in those type of situations and expect a different result? I can't answer that one because uh, because I don't know the answer. I got nothing for you because <laughs> that doesn't work for me. I mean, I guess. I mean, I don't know. This isn't me, but I guess my thought process would be it go back to what we said uh, when we first started the conversation. How sometimes we as women, we could think I can change him. Yeah. You know, I can change him. And what I got, she don't got. You know what I'm saying? It's almost like the 80 20 rule, right? It's if you're in a relationship, most times you pretty much gonna get 80% of what you need, but it's the 20% that you feel like that you're not getting. So the 20% over there with Sarah looks beautiful. So now you leave your 80 and you go to the 20. Well, Sarah ain't making up that other 40 that you missed over there when you had the 80. Right. So now what you want to do is now you're in a conundrum. You don't know what to do. Now you're mad at Sarah when you really should be mad at yourself. And you can flip it around for the woman, even for a woman. you thinking that this man is going to be your sun, your moon, your stars, your up, your down, whatever it is you think he's going to be. And then if he leaves Sarah and then he'll come over here with you and you find out he can't keep no job. You find out he nasty. You find out he a mama's boy. But when y'all was just, he was moving in and out. He was your world and more. And now he with you permanently. Now you like, oh, I don't want this. But you got to stop settling for less and find out who people really are. You know what I'm saying? Be like, you got to choose you at the end of the day, you know, yeah. and have a, a higher expectation of what you is. Now to go back to ask your question, why do they do it? I don't know. Take it to the Lord in prayer. I, I, I can't tell you because I don't know because that's that's not something that I would do. I don't want to be nobody's secondhand picking. But you got some women out here who they fine with that. They fine with being the, the second state, you know, they get their little potato salad. When he come over, he come over. You know, we do what we got to do. He sent me whatever he gonna send me and then he gonna about his way. And if that's who you are, and go forth and be great, but don't get don't get mad in the middle of the game and you want to change the rules because you knew what the rules were when you got in the game. So continue to play said game and don't think that you're gonna play this game and you're gonna get different results. Not to say that it hasn't happened. I'm sure it's happened. Maybe every purple sky, I guess. But that's just but. I mean, because I'm sure it happens. It's happened. But I, I don't know why we expect as women, like, you're going to get something different. And if you want a man, then find your man who wants you. It, I think that we say that, right? And we really do believe that. Find you somebody who wants you or somebody find your own man. Get your own man. But I think part of human nature also is you want you desire what other people have you can have all the stuff in the world and missing or lacking one pair of shoes you see somebody with that one pair of shoes knowing you got a closet full of shoes you're like man i want them shoes how can i get that shoes i think it's a small part of our, of in our dna and for just human nature to kind of want what you don't have and what you know that you probably shouldn't have right right that man looks so much better on Sarah's arm 
If he was walking down the street by himself, I probably wouldn't have looked twice, right? But because she, he on her arm, <laughs> she looks so much better. And I think that it just turns into a conquest, a feat. Like I gotta get him. I'm gonna get him, and I'm gonna make him leave. Which, like what you said, what I got is better than what she got. I bet it becomes a it becomes a task and a challenge almost. Becomes a game. Me and Tamika was just talking about this earlier, not necessarily relationships, but we were just talking about like how, um, just like in friendship and girlfriend friendships, right? And let's say you got a job, right? And me and you girlfriends, and you tell me, hey, I make $25 an hour, right? Mm -hmm. And so maybe I'm unemployed or whatever the case may be, or I decide I need to raise. So now I feel like I have to one up you. Oh, I don't want to take $25. I want to make $28. Now, your $25 ain't no better than my $28. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's like, why do you feel like, which I which I don't understand why we as women feel like we have to always be in competition one with another. Like, if you're winning, I'm glad you're winning. I'm going to congratulate you. Keep moving, sis. Keep pushing forward. You're going to motivate me to do better. But what we have now today in today's time now is that I got the one up you. Yeah. She makes 60000 I need to make eighty. Yeah. She got Gucci shoes. I need to have a uh, Louis Vuitton. You know, it's like, why? It's but to me, that's a, that's a deeper issue. That's a, that, to me, that's a deeper issue. That's well, I agree with self confidence. That. That's lack of self worth. Yeah. And is what I'm saying. See, we this is surface thing, but this is where the chest come into play. We do a lot of things surfacely, but it's all what's in the chest that we don't address. You right. follow what I'm saying? So if I can't get attention this way, then I figure I can get attention that way. And that's not how it should be. That I agree. That's that's what I was gonna say too. Like in friendships, relationships, situationships, whatever you got going on, where you feel like you got to be in competition, or you always got to one up somebody. That that's a that is a deeper issue. That's an issue with oneself. Something is going on within you that has happened at some point before that told you you weren't good enough. You got to always be better. You always got to be number one. You always got to win. Going back to the kids, and I I definitely use them as examples a lot because i'm seeing a lot of things within them right now i don't tell you're gonna win you're the best no you're not the best because this world is gonna eat you up the first time you get out here somebody hurt your feelings you're gonna be ready to slit your wrist because everybody is poured into your head that you're the best you're the best you're the best at this you're the fastest you're the smartest no you're not <laughs> you're really good and you're gonna have some times that you are the best and you win but i think it's important to start those conversations young too because then if you don't, they grow up thinking that they always got to be better than somebody. That's not how life works. I feel like if we appreciate the people that we have in our lives that are doing good and are making money and are setting the example, because I know if I'm close to you, if you win and I'm attached to you, I'm going to win too. I'm going to get some of this overflow. You I'm gonna next in line, line, okay? I'm next in line. Or we're going to link together, like right. we can this together. Support goes both ways. So yeah. being in competition, I think it just, I don't, I don't, I never understood that either. Well, here's, here's, here's another piece. And, and me and uh, my niece, my great niece had this conversation uh, last weekend because we as adults, 
when we scold our kids and we get on them and this is a reflection what you pour into your kids is what they put on they wear all through life what you pour into them is what they're going to wear through life and so we was talking about marijuana right mm-hmm. and i'm transparent so i told her well when i was a, a teenager i smoked it and she looked at me like huh <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I'm owning up to what I did. So I don't want you to think that I've been perfect all my life because yeah. I have not been perfect. I didn't did some things. Hence why when I talk to you all the way I talk to you, I know what I'm talking about because I've been on that side of the road. I'm not telling you something like you shouldn't do it. And I know uh, you're going to get out here and try it. But I want you to know I've been on that road already. Yeah. I know what it's like. So I can tell you from experience what I have dealt with. And it was a shock to her. It was a real mm-hmm. shock because she was like, really? Yeah. <laughs> it's my truth. I own it. Now, anybody out there, they can attest. I don't care what you say, how you make it seem like you've been perfect from your kids from beginning. And that's a lie. Yeah. That's true. Because nobody's been perfect. Nobody's made the right decision. We know what the words say about fornicating. A lot of us, 85% of them already fornicate. We didn't wait till we got married to have sex. So let's be truthful with ourselves first. And this is how we can help our children. If we can't stand in the mirror and look at the woman that's inside the mirror and be honest with her, how are we going to be honest with anybody else? Yeah. You get more buy-in that way too because it validates what you're saying because you have that experience. Yeah. So, so Taylor say you have to own your own mess. You right. You got to own, own your mess. own mess. I own it. And we all got mess to own. I own it. Everybody got mess. Whether it's a lot of mess, a little mess. A messy mess. Right. <laughs> a messy Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, whatever. Everybody got mess. This this is very true. And fortunately, I think for most people, at some point, they realize that. Some later than others. Um, But I think at some point, you do start to realize, like, why am I here? Like, you know, how did I get here? Somebody, you all have, we all have that aha moment at some point. When that light bulb go from off to on, or it's like, if you feel like it's on, it's like on. Yeah, because <laughs> even now, like in half, I be, you know, you have those moments. I think you know, as you say, as you get older, you be like, "Why did I even do that? Or why did I even talk to him? Why was I even talking to? What was that? I don't even know what that was even about." But thank you, Lord, you brought me a mighty long way. But that was done. Yeah. I was real dumb. But you know what? A lot of women don't know the difference between love, like, and lust. Oh, absolutely. There's a difference between genuine love. Mm -hmm. There's a difference between like, and there's definitely a difference in between lust. And if we can ever get those uh, differences and understand them, we would probably make better choices. How long does lust last? How long would you say that lust lasts? About 10 seconds. <laughs> That's it? <laughs> I mean, it's not that long because you're lusting after. And once you get what you're lusting after, it's over with. The thrill is gone, as B.B. Yeah. King used to say. As B.B. King said. The thrill is gone. The it's, thrill it's is gone. 
And that's and when you be sitting there like Denise, like, why did I do that? Oh, yeah, yeah, and so then on that too, you lust after it, you get it, and you realize it wasn't even worth your worth you your life. It. Yeah, you regret it. Sure, you got a got a few of those. Yeah, you know? I got a couple lust in my in my right. chest. <laughs> I'm just saying, got some lust in, there. Got lust in my chest. Right. They they can dress up the package, but when you open the box like Cracker Jacks, it's a surprise in there. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, it ain't That's the surprise what you're expecting. That's a it good one. Is, but it goes back to. Uh, well, my mom said you got to have your own come to Jesus moment, and nobody's saying that it's gonna happen for you overnight. You know, some things just happen gradually. You know, yeah. it's not gonna be overnight. It's not an overnight process. But if I think you have to really commit to being a better you, and you whatever you think that that is, you know, commit to doing that. You know, you cannot go back and wrong your mistakes. I mean, you know, not you can correct life. them, but you know, you just got to pick up where you, you know, where I am now. I can effectively, you know, decide that today is going to be that day where I'm going to do better. I'm going to be greater. I'm going to move forward. You know, what's done is done. You can't change that. And those are lessons that you can say, hey, I learned from that. Now, what can I do in order to move forward, to push the button forward? That's all you got to do, y'all. But and it's a everyday process. It's a work in progress. I don't think. I think every day you got to get up and, you know, have that motivation. To say I'm gonna push through today. And every day ain't easy. You know what I'm saying? Some days gonna be good. Some days gonna be bad. Some days gonna be bad as hell. What what we have to do as women is stop beating ourselves up. That too. Because a lot of women can't get past some things because they're they're living and they're drowning in guilt mm-hmm. of the choices that they made. Forgive yourself. That's important. Forgive yourself. Because most time, if we Christians, Jesus has already forgiven us, right? Once you ask him, you're forgiven, right? But are you easily to forgive yourself? Forgiving yourself is big because you can lie to me all you want to, but now you're going to lie to me and yourself. Now, how you going to lie to me and yourself? Now, you can fool me, but how you going to fool yourself? You lying to yourself. And then you lie so long, so now you believe in the lies that you didn't told. Like, who are you? Right. Now, you can risk yourself of the lie that you made up, that the lie is valid, and you know the lie ain't valid. Yeah. Right. You legitimately know the lie ain't valid. No. Like, you shame. Right. got to keep up this facade that you've created because otherwise you have to deal with yourself. And again, it's not always easy when you have to deal with yourself. You do. It's very hard. And and it weighs you down and it wears you out because it's like a lie. You tell a lie today. Tomorrow you got to remember the lie that you told the day before. And then the next day you got to remember that lie that you told the day before before that day. And it, it's a domino effect. So you 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 you're starting study lying to yourself. And then you lie so much to yourself that you start believing the lies that you tell. And then somebody, somebody busts you out, then you mad. I just said that now you got the but now you start, but they convinced themselves that the lie I told. Versus like, look, y'all, I'm sorry. This is my bad. You know what I'm saying? Right. Move on and let's just all move forward. 
and be great, but it yeah. don't work that way. You gotta look at the woman in the mirror. Exactly. I mean, it's, I, I, I definitely believe it's easier said than done. Even sitting here talking about, you know, it's always easier said than done. But I think if you, as the woman, make the conscious effort to say, "Hey, I'm gonna do X, Y, and Z," you can do that. You know what I'm saying? Through Christ, all things are possible. So if you can set your mind to do X, Y, and Z, then carry that out. Because at the end of the day, if you're a Christian, we're going to go with that. Like, it's only one person you got the answer to at the end of the day. You know what I'm saying? Who else? I don't have a heaven or hell to put you in. You know what I'm saying? That's not that's not who I am because I got the answer for me too. Exactly. Get yourself aligned and make sure that you're aligned. Right? Because people going to talk regardless. They're going to talk about if you're doing good. They're going to talk about if you're doing bad. So it's like almost like a double-edged sword. Yeah. You damn if you do and you damn if you don't. Right. Fine. Well, you might as well go ahead and you be well do it. <laughs> right. I mean, go ahead and be truthful with yourself and be like, and do it for you. You know what I'm saying? Don't do it for nobody else because you feel like this is what people want you to do. No, do it for you. Do it for yourself so you could be free. You could break those chains off. You know what I'm saying? Because that stuff do weigh you down. All that guilt and depression, that leads into anxiety. And then people don't understand that those things lead into health ailments. Yeah. High blood pressure, cholesterol, diabetes. Stress will kill you. It will take you out. It will let you put you six feet under. Yes, it will. So, undress all that stuff. Take it all off and move on. Well, I say every woman should make a list for herself of things that she wants to work on and things she wants to approve, not by anybody else's standards, by your mm -hmm. own standards. Because, again, like Denise said, you have to live with yourself. But some of us have been living for other people so long, they wouldn't know what to do with themselves if they had to be by themselves in a room. Yeah, right. And that's the sad part. And a lot of us, a lot of us have friends and relatives, and we go along with them. We just pacify them. And that don't help. Stop mm -hmm. pacifying, stop enabling those individuals. They need to be self-sufficient and stand on their own. Nobody can do the work for you. You have to do the work. And you can't expect nobody to do that work for you. Mm -hmm. You have to do the work for yourself. So I say unload your chest. Unlock it and unload it. Do it piece by piece. Don't don't take it all at one time. Do it all at one time. That's a whole lot to deal with at one time. But just take it off one at a time. You one have to prioritize what, what, what you need for yourself. And nobody, I don't care if you went to a thousand psychiatrists, nobody can tell you your needs but you. Yeah. They can't tell you that. And and a lot of things, and we as women have to release the weight. <laughs> If we had a failed relationship, release the weight. If we had a failed marriage, release the weight. We, we have to release it. If the doctor told us we can't have kids, we have to release that weight. Yeah. And if somebody told you you were ugly, release the weight. Because misery loves company. And sometimes people do things because they feel that way. And they want somebody else to feel that way with them. They don't want to be on that road by themselves. You're right. So it's just things that we as women have to look into for ourselves and we can't expect nobody else to pour that into us. Yeah. 
But if somebody wants to assist us with helping us being better, then you have to open up, take the lid off the jar, let them pour it in there. But don't let nobody pour anything. It's like going to the bank and let giving somebody access to your banking account. Now you don't know what they're going in to go if they're gonna deposit or they're gonna withdraw. They ain't depositing. I'm, I'm just saying. So most of the time when people are trying to get in your account, they trying to withdraw. So I'm saying to those who listening, why would you let people withdraw from your life like that? Yeah. If you're not gonna get them access to your bank account, why would you let them withdraw from your life like that? That's the word. That's a word. And that puts no value in you. You get no value from that. And again, we're not perfect. And I'm not saying we are. We all in this learning curve. We learn something about ourselves every day. But yeah. if you don't learn nothing from what you go through, are you growing? Are you moving? You're constantly recycling. And when you're going through that process of like stripping, like I think you gotta be conscious of like your your habits. Mm -hmm. Circle, like you can't just change one thing. You gotta change a lot of things. Otherwise, you're gonna keep you're gonna end back you're gonna end back up at square one, or you're gonna keep getting the same result. So you can't just change yourself without changing your surroundings mm -hmm. or changing yourself. Like for real, <laughs> when you change yourself, some of the old things that you did just aren't even not even appealing to you anymore so that's when you know you're growing that's when you know you're growing that's when you know you're growing so mm -hmm. water your own lawn don't wait for nobody else to water water your mm -hmm. own grass that's what i say fertilize it too take care of it because in what you think is green my mom always say the grass ain't always greener on the other side it may look like it but when mm -hmm. you get over there you be wanting to jump back from where you came from it's probably turf anyway exactly <laughs> And so people can make their life seem like it's perfect and everything is hunky-dory. My mama said, follow them home. Follow them home and you will see it's not hunky-dory. Just like a, a, a one would say, oh, you and your husband have a problem. Oh, I would just, you know, I would just get a divorce and I would walk away. Now, let's be realistic. We didn't hear some people say some crazy stuff like that. I want to be bothered with him. I want to keep taking that. And they taking more than what they telling you that you shouldn't take. Yeah. Or oh, they ain't even got no man. Hello? <laughs> Hello? Speak, speak to their daughter. Or they tell you, oh, you a certain age. I get this all the time. You a certain age. You should be married by now. Well, yeah, if I want to settle, I could have been married a long time ago. But I love me more. Ain't no man on this earth more important than me, myself, and I. And if you're not going to bring something that we can work on together, this is not a one-way street over here. It's two-way. Relationships go both ways, not one way. Well, maybe we need to start there. Maybe we all need to start and, and, and take a lesson at that. Stop being so judgmental and making those statements because those statements yeah. can also be very hurtful to the person that you're saying it to. They yeah. That may be something that they ha may have internalized at some point, or that may be something that they have in their chest. And now we're just reactivating those feelings for them. So maybe we just need to be more accountable, like as individuals, as of the statements that we're making. Just because we have that thought in our head doesn't always mean we got to share it. Right. And that's a valid point. But we say a lot of things we should not say. 
Yeah, we do. So I told you my, my tongue. I, just right. <laughs> I say talk to yourself. That that's what I say. Talk to yourself. Talk yourself from saying some things. Talk yourself from doing some things. And then again, you have to know the woman to who you are. Yeah. You know, you have to know who you are as that individual that you look at in the mirror every day. And we have to take ownership that we are flawed, we are broken, and we are not healed in all areas. Mm -hmm. And if we can deal with a couple of those things like Denise and tackle one thing at a time, I think our reactions and how we look at things and how we take on things will be much better. Yeah. I think that's a great note to end on. Exactly. All right, well, drop the mic. We didn't hit some buttons on tonight. And all I'm saying to everybody that's listening, look in the mirror and unlock the chest and see what's in there that you need to work on that's having impact in your life today. Nobody's perfect. None of us are perfect. But 2021, for some of us, we have come a long way. And some of us are still growing. And the point is to grow and become our better, best selves. And in order to become our better, best selves, ladies, we have to face some things and things that we don't want to face. So let's do that. All right. Well, I thank uh, my girls, Tammy and Denise, again tonight. I think it was, and Tammy, like, we went deep for real. <laughs> That first, that first question was a stunner. <laughs> I wasn't ready. Think about that one, right? You should have sent us an email so we could have thought about it. <laughs> we would have been better prepared. <laughs> but it's real life, and so what we have to understand: we living in real life, and we just can't sugarcoat everything. We can't. If we want to be better, we have to face some things and own up to some things. Everybody got a, an old bag with garbage in it. But as I say, it's time to change your bags, honey. Drop the old bag, get rid of the garbage, and change your bags. That's all I'm saying. Get rid of the garbage. Clean it out. You know. Uh, next week, ladies, <laughs> let's go in the valley a little bit. Oh, Lord. <laughs> That's the questions before we <laughs> let's go in the valley. So we could be a little bit more prepared. We're gonna go in the valley. We're gonna go in the valley next week. I think it's very helpful. I really do. I think it's good healthy. It's called healthy conversation. That's what it is. I'll bring my boots next week. Okay. Right. The water's gonna be deep. <laughs> right. I'm with you, <laughs> the waters are gonna be deep. All right, everybody. We do thank you for tuning in to another episode of To a Woman's Heart, where we uplift, motivate, encourage, and empower women. So next week for part five, make sure you invite someone and join in on the conversation. Let me know what you're thinking about. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, <laughs> Tumblr, and please do subscribe to the YouTube channel and check out the website until we talk again. Well, that concludes another episode of To A Woman's Heart, where we uplift, motivate, encourage, and empower women. We do thank you for joining. Don't forget to follow us on all of our social media outlets. That is Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, 
Tumblr, and please do subscribe to the YouTube channel. I'm asking that every woman would invite a woman. Wednesdays, we will be back at 7.30 having conversations. On Tuesday at 7.30, we are highlighting women in business. And please do check out the website, toawomansheart.com. Let us spread love. We're walking in greatness this year. Building, bonding, and believing in sisterhood. Working on becoming our better, best selves. Until we talk again.